Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Showtime original Personality Crisis, One Night Only. Directed by Academy Award winner Martin Scorsese and Emmy nominee David Tedeschi, Personality Crisis, One Night Only celebrates the enduring cultural legacy of David Johansson's life and all of his personas. From his days as a pioneer of the punk rock movement, leading rock band New York Dolls, to his reinvention as Buster Poindexter, the chameleonic Johansson created a genre unto himself. Featuring a live performance, Personality Crisis, One Night Only is a testament to a performer who challenged the world to think about identity differently, changing music forever. Personality Crisis, One Night Only, streaming April 14th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, Join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Thank you, too. Summertime And the living
Hi, friends. Uh, welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is the quick hit for Wrigley Night 2. That was June 25th, 2016, a Saturday show at Wrigley. Um, and here with Jonathan and RJ. What's up, guys? What's up? Hi. So we don't have anybody here um, who is actually at Wrigley Field like we did for yesterday's quick hit. But um, we all listened and watched the the technology that was on the TV. And it was a it was a great show, Jonathan. What'd you think? I, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, uh, I think that they're uh, continuing, you know, to ramp up from the first night through uh, both of these Wrigley shows. And uh, you know, first set was pretty rocking. It kind of went a, a lot of different places, some fun stuff, and you know, straight ahead stuff. And yeah, the, little, the MoMA the MoMA opener was nice and funky, and then the bag yeah. and the. 555 was nice, and then they closed with with some some hardcore rock and roll with the Cavern and the Good Times. So I thought it was well. Yeah, played. we got a. I did. I didn't know, which is always fun and not super common. Mm-hmm. Divided guy, which was beautiful. So and then, yep, and, and then, then um, go ahead. Then the set two really took off. Yeah, the the set two. Um, unlike, I think last night's set two wasn't or two nights ago wasn't as good as this one. I think this one was just fantastic. RJ, what do you think? Yeah, and, and Jonathan, uh, just to steal Jonathan's point um, that he made via text, like, I don't know, it seemed looking at the set list, you got, like, several jam vehicles at eight minutes each, and you're like, oh, is this, like, Trey just kind of, you know, looking for something, Trey, Trey ADD? Um, but as Jonathan said, and I really agree, like, this is, they flew, flowed in and out of the songs really well and really seamlessly, and so that's pretty pretty nice to see when you see so many different jam vehicles you know in one set yeah it, it reminded me a little bit of um the la show i saw last year when when mm-hmm. the tweezer in the second set was like eight minutes and just he they couldn't really find like that that long groove but they're playing well i mean there's no doubt about that yeah and i don't think they needed it in fact i would be surprised it seems like they write set lists now that they kind of had this mapped out um i think if anything they they might have run longer than Land on a couple of the jams because they nice. felt like they were kind of running out of time by the time they got to Harry Hood. Yeah, yeah. sure, Hood, like nine minutes yeah. or something, right? That's a good point. Yeah, it was Sorry, a nice nine minute Hood, and yeah, no, it's fine. And the encore was, uh, yeah, that was, that was amazing. The encores have been great so far. All three shows have been really interesting, interesting mm-hmm. encores. Um, and uh, I'm going to bring up a point. I tweeted this last night, but I didn't want to give credit here to my wife said it i completely it seemed like uh maybe a little brexit team with the two encores at uh, chicago this weekend maybe maybe not <laughs> awesome <laughs> and a nod to the a nod to freedom yeah yes. a little nod to the uh the uk <laughs> and their uh interesting decision making yeah, yeah. What a, oh man man what a disaster um we're not but, only do we review music we also review social issues political issues Especially because we're all international scholars by trade, so we're pretty well qualified. <laughs> yes. I did have to put down the London Times, the Financial Times, to uh, to start this podcast. So, <laughs> um, You know, it's funny. I saw, um, I saw like, two reviews online this morning. One was, like, of the Live Fish. You know, they have the little reviews in the Live Fish broadcast. Um, oh, yeah. The Live Fish, like, flack thing. And it said, like, this is, one of the, this is one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Um, Whoa. Through the webcast, of course. And Uh-oh. then someone else tweeted that 
it was probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. So this is kind of awesome. <laughs> kind of awesome how that so works. Basically, standard standard response across the board. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I do think they're playing really well. I mean, I, I was complaining about that rift, but that was just you know not too serious. I think they're they're locked in, and Fishman is is uh, maybe he's got monstrous. the power of Bernie going on, but monstrous feeling the burn clearly. Yeah. Yeah, and you my guys... wife and I were both noticing Fish was uh, hitting it pretty hitting it pretty well last night, and also yeah. uh, credit Trey for clearly having practiced bluffhead. Yeah, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. Well, that so tonight tonight's Deer Creek um, place that Brad and I have fond memories of. Um, no, no new songs last night, right? So. Uh, right, only there, one so far. Only one so far. Is that um, in store for tonight? You guys think, or are they gonna? S- Keep it uh, more of a slow drip. I think a couple of new songs are on deck. Also, YM is up. Hopefully, my friend Ben Keller will finally get to see his first ever YM after wow. many years. Probably, I'm going to call the first set my friend, my friend as well. Um, and and um, oops, sorry. No. Oh, that's. I thought somebody's trying to say something. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, that's that's um, that's all I got. Deer Creek is going to be awesome as always. I bet. Well, guys, since they played Tweezer last night, and then they have Deer Creek, and then Man Night One, does that mean that I could get a Tweezer at Man Night Two, or is Tweezer out? I think, I think they're probably going to save. Thank you. Did you they're going to save Tweezer for the Southern California run for me. Yeah, both nights. Yeah, they're going to play it over the course of twenty forty eight hours. Fort set tweezer. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I hope that happens for you, Brad. Thank you. Means a lot. Also, the new songs. I'm kind of surprised because you know Bend last year when they just like but they like here they are and they just gave them all to us and now they've only played one in three shows. Yeah, they got hold your horses. Yeah, you'll get them all. Gotta be more coming. Um, yeah, and we got Deer Creek tonight, so hopefully we'll be back tomorrow with another convo. Um, with with someone who can share their share their experience there, right? From what I've heard of of from Wrigley, it's it was great. Tons of people, great pictures, uh, wonderful city, and uh, hopefully nobody crashes the gates in, in Deer Creek tonight. <laughs> yeah, everybody be play nice. Yeah, play, play nice. nice. Have fun. Tweet at us. Um, hit us up and and um, let us know how the the show was if you're there. So uh, thanks we for tell listening. Them what they're gonna listen to right now. Oh yeah. Nope. What are <laughs> not this time? Not so fast. What are we gonna? We're gonna leave him with a uh, the piper piper into the into this transition. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that sounds like a good one. I enjoyed that a lot last night. Yeah, the segue is great. Um, a a well played seg, as as the professor would say. As the professor, very nice. We're gonna think you. We think you like it. All right, <laughs> yeah, guys. Thanks for, thanks for picking us up. All right, guys. Let's and let's. Uh, hope everyone keeps on rocking until this evening when they get to see fish again yes
snow And the wolves all wait below And you're walking on the lake Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. 